As always, thanks to our Patreon supporters, Matt J, Carson C, Claire G, Jacqueline M, James P, and Mike L. If you would like to support us on Patreon and listen to us talk about the first Back to the Future movie, go to patreon.com slash whatweremember. Thanks. I'm going to tilt my mic a little bit so I can kind of lean. So we can have a little conversation. So towards you. We can have a little little con- a little convo. A little We're bit of convo in the corner. A little bit of conversation, a little bit of action. All this aggravation and satisfaction. A little bit of not- See, Andy Huber doesn't make the song. The song well, part well, of the podcast is you and I. <laughs> yeah, he just like kind of, well, he joined in on the last one, but it's it's a little bit far bark, a little bit bite. My name is Bradley Jones. I'm Andrew Moldenhauer. And this is not a movie review podcast, but a podcast where we try to remember what happened in a movie we haven't seen in a very, very long time. This is what we remember about Back to the Future 2. Were there two or three bad guys in Home Alone? And who was that forgetful fish in Finding Nemo? Join us as we're watching films. See what we remember and what memories we Let's start the show. Here we go. This is what we remember. This is a live recording of what we remember at the Main Art Theater in Royal Oak, Michigan. How are you doing, Annie? Doing great. Having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Having a good time. It's bumping. It's bumping here tonight. Real excited. It is. I'm really excited. A lot of people out to see Back to the Future. This movie is yeah freaking classic. This movie is so good, but we're not here to talk about that movie. We're here to talk about another movie. Yes. A sequel to this movie. So this movie starts the same way... Whoa, we gotta plug the fact that you can listen to the Back to the Future 1 oh, yes. if you go to patreon.com slash what remember. That's true. Okay. You have to be a Patreon member. To hear the very first episode of Back to the Future. So we've already done Back to the Future 1. Yep, so if you're asking where's that, that one, why'd they jump to 2, that's the reason. Yeah. Now how does this movie open? This movie opens the same way that the first one ends. You got it. So, But there is one change. <laughs> Elizabeth Shue? <laughs> Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. yeah. She is, Jennifer has is replaced. Gone. Yep. Out with the old, in with the shoe. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I think I said that in the first part. <laughs> well, you know, only five people heard it because there are only yeah. five Patreon Out supporters. with the old, in with the shoe. But the scene is shot almost exact. Shot for shot, yeah. It's very close, so, if not the same. So Doc Brown comes in with the new time machine. Yes. It has the Mr. Coffee. Yeah. It doesn't need plutonium anymore. It runs off runs nuclear off garbage. Waste. Mm-hmm. He loads it up with banana peels and whatever you just find in the trash can. It seems great. Yeah. Yeah. And so he says, Marty, you have to come to the future. It's your kids. It's your kids. It's your kids, Marty. So that was the first clue for me as I was trying to remember what happens in the, this movie. Mm-hmm. Something happens with his kids. Something happens with his kids. So they immediately go... To the future. To the future. What? Do they go to 2015? Oh, boy. That's a good question. I'd say, uh, yeah. That's the future. Or 25, 2025 or 2015. No, 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 because everyone made a big deal about this two years ago. I think they went to 2015. It would make sense because 30 years ago would be the past and 30 years would be the future. So the whole movie takes place within a 60-year time span. Yes, okay. that makes sense. So they're in the future. Are they in the? Do they start in the alley? I thought that they. Because I know Marty has to get new clothes, because he would look out of place. Right. In the future. So I think what happens is they pull into an alley, but yeah. is it is his girlfriend Jennifer? That's her name. Jennifer is her name, played by Elizabeth Shue. Doesn't she immediately pass out or something like that? So this is 
I don't... Okay. They, she passes out, but is it in the DeLorean, or does she pass out when she gets to the house? No, she... Well, I think it happens twice. Okay. I think she passes out in the DeLorean, and they decide to throw her in the back seat for now. Jennifer might be unconscious for... Most of the All movie. of, like, 90% of the film. <laughs> she's so irrelevant, she's I guess. It. Yeah. There's one part where she screams at her future self, but yeah. that's, like, all she does in the movie. I did remember that after deep thinking. Yeah. Um, so they throw her into the back of the DeLorean, and then from there... They well, go like, around well, town. Well, they travel through time. Does they she travel just, through time. And why does she? Pa- why would she pass out? Why did she pass out then? <sighs> Maybe, I, I couldn't think of that. Yeah. Maybe so they I, don't start in the alley. Maybe they go to their house first. I don't... They leave her unconscious somewhere. It's very do. poor. They thinking. leave her in the alley for sure. I okay, know that well, is a fact. I don't know why she passes out I, though. I don't know either. Is she just I think so she's just like shocked? Stunned? She, she's she, stunned that she's in the future. She's future shocked. <laughs> she, she's a. It's a future shock situation. <laughs> okay, so let's get Marty in the sweet tie dye jacket that yep. auto. No, no, it's itself. a tie dye hat, and then it's a red jacket that has super long sleeves that are. Like retractable or something like that. They well, he has dry cleaning. It it dry. He gets wet, and then the in the whole suit cleans itself. Oh wow, that's interesting. <laughs> dry cleaning enabled. You are dry. <laughs> <laughs> drying mode on. Check drying. Your jacket is now dry. I think kind of remember that. Mm-hmm. And he gets the the iconic pump-up self-tying shoes. Yes, which I heard that Nike last year actually invented them. Yeah. To try, or two years ago, to coincide with the anniversary. I mean, it's been long enough. We should have shoes that lace themselves. (laughs) It just makes sense. It just makes sense. I'm looking like a schlub every morning trying to tie my shoes. It you takes need, a you, good, like, five seconds out of my day that I could be saving if I had these Bags of the Future shoes. You need <laughs> it was an April Fool's joke? That'd be such a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Not even real. I know the hoverboard was fake, because they made a fake video about the hoverboard. And Tony Hawk was like, oh, it's the wave of the future. Yeah, I, then, I saw that. And people were like, no, it's they not They have real. a hoverboard, but it's really bad. It's not good. It's not a good Also, hoverboard. don't they have, like, batteries that explode on them? I would guess so. It's kind of, it's like those Android phones that existed, like, a year or two yeah. ago. Made out of the same thing. You can't bring your hoverboard on a plane. So, here's my <laughs> big question. I don't know the answer. I'm hoping you do. Okay. They sa- Doc Brown says they need to save Marty's kids. <sighs> Why do does Marty's kids need saving? So, I... <laughs> I can't remember exactly, but I think there's something to do with old Marty. Old Marty is in trouble. I think he's like in financial well, trouble. Well, or old something. Marty makes a bad business deal in the film. Yeah, because it's it's out of order, but I can talk to it since we're on the subject. Sure. Um, he, it's a pivotal thing that we don't know. <laughs> yeah. He he comes home from work. He makes himself a drink on side. They have a t- television on their wall. There is one of Marty's coworkers named Needles. It, which is flea from the Red Hot it's Chili Pepper yes. <laughs> on, on the screen. And Needles wants Marty to invest in this weird stock option, or he has some sort of backdoor information. He's like the Biff of... the company. He's the Biff of Back to the Future 2 for a, for a moment. Yeah. For Marty. Yep. And, but there is Biff in this movie as well. A couple of Biffs. There's three Biffs in this film. Um, same Biff. Oh, no, one of them's different. We'll talk about it in a second. <laughs> 
<laughs> this movie's there's a lot going on in this film. Yeah. So it's complex. So the second, well, Fleet calls Marty chicken, which makes him go through with the business deal. But almost seconds after Marty does it, his work calls him, knows he was trying to full, full, like play with the money or whatever, and he gets fired from his job. Oh, yeah, because doesn't it come through like a fax or something like that or on so, the screen? It's like, you're fired. Yeah. So everything in the house is connected. So like a fax machine says you're fired. This says you're fired. Like everywhere in the house, it's like very obvious that he's been fired. Yeah. And the, uh, Lorraine, or it's not Lorraine, it's um, Jennifer at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is this all about? What's going on? And he's like, uh, I don't know. He's like, plays it he's, off. He's, yeah, he's freaking out, but he's trying to play it I off. I think he says it's a joke or something like that. I think that what actually happens with his kids is his, his son gets framed for something. You're right. He goes to jail. He goes to prison. Yeah. He but, goes to jail. But Marty stops that, and then Biff ends up going to jail. Because he How changes does the that newspaper. that happen? Okay. I think I might, I might have figured it out. I don't know. Do they have a daughter? They is do it? have a daughter, and it's Michael J. Fox in a wig. No. <laughs> no, it totally is. <laughs> no, it isn't. 100%. <laughs> no, it is 100% Michael J. Fox playing the daughter, the son, himself. And the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Yeah, what? Why is that? He plays his future self, his his the main character version of himself, his son, and his daughter. Why does that happen? Why don't they it's, just get other actors? You know, Spe- it's specifically an actor for his son. Like it would make sense that that would be a different actor. Why does he have to? It's why the is same his own situation son? as a nutty professor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a real clump situation going on. <laughs> for whatever reason, Biff picks on Marty's son. But present Marty stands up to him because he calls him chicken again. Mm-hmm. And that's when they do like the hoverboard race around the neighborhood. Marty goes out into the water. The hoverboard doesn't work because that the board doesn't work on water unless you have power. Hey, McFly, you bojo! The boards don't work on water! Unless you've got power! <laughs> Wait, which Biff are we talking about? So Biff Is has this... a son. Oh, this also is Also played Biff. by Biff. <laughs> I don't, maybe it's still named Biff, the son. I said it as if it's like a creature, but it kind of is. It's, so Biff's son has like a futuristic helmet on. Um, he has the exact same gang members that he did in the 50s? How does that happen? Like, like Billy Zane is back somehow. So like, I guess when you have a kid, they can just be exact replicas of you. Yeah. According to the Back to the Future line. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had this thought too when, when it switches over to to uh, present day 1985 and there is Biff has married his mom. Michael J. Fox should arguably not look the same. No, he should not look like himself unless Lorraine and George still had a kid. That's true. And then something happened to George, which I think he may be dead in the future. And then Biff moved in on Lorraine. Okay. That's possible that that happened. This is so complex. <laughs> this is a, this is the problem with this okay. time travel film. Let's jump back a little bit because I have a couple to the other things. Well, yeah, to the future. <laughs> I think um, what happens after they do arrive in 2015, Marty goes to an antique shop and picks up a sports almanac. And yeah. as he's showing it to Doc Brown, Doc Brown basically tells him that it's not right. You shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, he shouldn't be betting to make money and profit off of the DeLorean. Marty is kind of for doing this. He's like, he doesn't see the problem in it. 
which is kind of like a weird character thing. I think to... he agrees with Doc, but then he puts it in his no. back pocket. No. And he, he, he like basically lies to him. No, you know what happens. What happens? Doc Brown throws it in a trash can. Old, old man Biff <laughs> finds the almanac, steals the DeLorean, goes back in time, gives it to his younger self. Yes, I did know all that happened, but I didn't know how how it all transpired yeah. exactly. So old man Biff's all hunched over. He's got, the, like, the makeup in this movie is out of control good. It is good. Specifically for old man Biff and Donald Trump Biff, who I'm going to say <laughs> is Donald Trump Biff. Yeah. <laughs> Alter, alternate present Biff. Right, right. So they end up saving his kid. I think his kid was going to go to jail for something that that was about to transpire. Instead, um, Biff gets that super weird... It's almost like a dog. It growls like a hoverboard. It's like this black hoverboard that's powered by electricity. All, like by growling? Mm -hmm. All of Biff's henchmen hook up to it. Okay. They're, they're flying towards Marty. Marty's like... Using his foot, trying to paddle away. Oh, yes. He can't quite do it. Right before Biff gets to Marty, Marty just jumps off. Biff, Biff's it. Okay. As per his name. Goes over and falls into another manure truck. <laughs> <laughs> and so, he ends up going to jail for something that Marty was about to do. Which would have been Or not what? Marty. Marty's son. What, what would that have been that caused him to go to jail? I don't know. Okay. So that's just a piece we don't know. I think he may have gotten a fight with Biff, and then that's what got him in trouble. I don't know. But, so, but um, future Marty's son is a dweeb. He is. And I think even Marty says, he's like, my son is a dork. He's a spineless dweeb. <laughs> yeah. And maybe he even has, like, a weird hat and outfit on, too. His son? Yeah. Oh, his son has the, the clothes on. I think what happens is Marty ends up dressing up like his son... And then on purpose, accident. And then goes back to his home in 2015. Okay, or that maybe, makes sense. Maybe Doc goes to. Oh man, I don't, I don't know. know. They end up at that house for just a moment. They do it at the house, and then from there oh, we get boy, to see movie. that whole dynamic oh, where that's boy, where we see that movie. flea fight or yeah. has this business deal with. Do you remember what George looks like in the future? Uh, not Crispin Glover, that's for sure. He is Crispin Glover. Is it really? Yeah, but he's upside down. He is upside down. His on some is... sort of like weird futuristic uh, wheelchair, I guess? Hover I, chair? Yeah, I don't know why he's upside down. I don't know either, but they cook a pizza and it's like a little tiny it's pizza a pill. that they put in a microwave and it makes a big pizza. Yes. Yeah. And there's also, I think there's, which was really neat about the future, the food comes out of the sky, like uh, there's, a, there's a table, but you just grab what you want like above it, and there's a trash in the middle of the table. I remember this very vividly for, for no good reason, but that is what like future eating. They wanted to show you like, oh, this is how dining in the future is going to be. Yeah, it's not, though. <laughs> not at all. I'm still waiting for them to make the pill that I turns want, into a pizza. I want the pizza pill really bad. That would be number one thing. Now, at, at this point, um, the police find the DeLorean, I believe, in the alley, don't they? They, they find Biff the DeLorean and then it. they find Jennifer in it. Yes. And they're able to identify her yes. as Jennifer yes. and take her back to the home. That happens. And this is 100%. where she sees herself yes. and faints. Yes, that happens. <laughs> we figured it out. Good, good, good. So that's yeah. how she gets to the place. Yeah, the police bring her there. But then Biff steals the DeLorean soon after that. Right. He, he must have stolen the DeLorean after the police yeah. picked her up? Yeah. So they left the DeLorean there? Yep, they left the DeLorean there. Okay. So 
um, and then she sees herself in the present, and she, they just scream at each other, and they both faint. Yes. Jennifer and... They both faint, younger, but then I think... Present Jennifer and older Jennifer scream at but each Doc other. But Doc Brown is there. He's outside, and he immediately runs to grab, you know, present, present Jennifer, Jennifer and takes her away. Okay. So that kind of resolves that, I guess? Yeah. Mar Future Marty's still fired, isn't he? They don't fix that. No, they don't. That's weird. That seems like it's something they'd want to fix. Maybe something in the past would fix. Whatever. Well, no, well, well because then, it, then present Marty would know to just not do that deal. I guess so. Because he already because he was there to see it happen. Okay. I think. We're only like twenty percent into the film. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> so let's let's we, keep going. Yeah, we have to mention that uh, there's like a Jaws thirteen poster that's holographic that bites yeah. Marty. Yeah. That's a big thing that like people would be mad at if we missed. I think. Because <laughs> they're making fun of the fact that they came out with like. Like a 70, fourth yeah. job, and it's Jaws movie Spielberg at that time. Like production, and he's like making fun of himself. Right. Okay, so let's get to it. The almanac is in the past. Biff stole it. Everything. So old Biff goes to young Biff. That had young Biff. We don't see that until the future. Let's wait. Wait on that. A oh, bit. really? Yeah, that happens okay. in like a backstory. So then we go back. We think everything's good. Marty and Doc get back to the present, and everything is different. That's true. Yes, that does happen first. So. Marty immediately goes to the home that he thinks is his home, and it's a totally other yes. family. He like gets in bed with this like, like teenage girl, and she starts oh, yeah. screaming. And then the dad runs in and like try attacks him with a baseball bat, yep, and he like happens. runs away. Mm -hmm. How does he find out where to actually go? I think that he might pass out again, like in Back to the Future One. Because he's going to end up in Lorraine's bedroom. Yes. In his underwear again. In a, but it's in a tower. It's like Trump Tower. It's Trump Tower. It's Biff's head on the top of the tower. But the, in this world, like, Biff... So, Biff is basically in, in control of, like, this whole city, it seems he, I like. I mean, he has so much money. the entire city is just, like... There's cars on fire. Yeah. And like, Instead of Las Vegas, it's Biff Vegas. Yeah. So somehow he gets to Biff Tower. I'm guessing he passes out like in the first one. And he just ends up naked in Lorraine's bedroom. Okay. Because they do sure. the same kind of callback as in the first movie where Lorraine and him are talking. But Lorraine has augmented herself. She got giant boobs. Oh yeah. Cause oh Biff, yeah. Because Biff wanted, you know, it's a it's Biff's version of it's a perfect Lorraine. <laughs> it's Biff's world. <laughs> yeah, he can do what he wants. We're just living in it. He gets it all. Think about this, Lorraine. Who's gonna pay for all your clothes, huh? And your jewelry and your liquor? Who's gonna pay for your cosmetic surgery, Lorraine? You were the one who wanted me to get these these things. If you want them back, you're gonna have them. His mom starts taking care of him. Basically, she's mm. kind of just like. She's a drunk alcoholic. She's, she's doing she, everything she's she can. She's basically the same thing that she was in the beginning of Back to the Future 1. She's an empty husk of whatever person she could be. Because right. Biff has just sucked all the life out of her. So at this point, Marty goes to talk to Biff, who is in his office? He's in a hot tub at some point with two ladies. Oh, okay. I, but think, they, they... I think Lorraine and Biff have a fight. Mm -hmm. Marty, something happens. I don't know what. But then, let's go to... Biff, Biff is with two, two broads in a hot tub. Marty confronts him about the almanac. That's when we get the office scene. Yes. Where, where Biff reveals the almanac in a safe. 
Right. And talks to Marty about. And you remember what he says? Yeah. He says, if, so, so, uh, he tells him about how his past self got him the thing, but he also, or an old man. He, 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 he does say an old man. He doesn't know that it was him that did it. He says, an old man told me that if a little kid, if a kid or uh, an old scientist came coming around. Asking about the asking almanac. Asking about the almanac. You need to kill him. Yes. shoot him. And then he says, I never would have guessed it would have been be you. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and he told me one more thing. He said, someday a crazy, wild-eyed scientist or a kid may show up asking about that book. And if that ever happens... Then Biff pulls a gun on Marty. Marty does the old, look at that. That yeah, always this, gets Biff. The, the, the stupid switcheroo because Biff mm-hmm. is just so dumb. Yeah. He's just like, oh, look over there. And clearly it works. And so he just runs away from this this point. Yep. As Biff's like trying to shoot at him. Yep. He goes to the roof where Doc Brown is waiting with the DeLorean to save the day and get him out of there. Oh, yes. I do remember that. Yep. And that's I think that's where like the future ends. Okay. Because at that point, they go be- they go to the past. Well, that would have been the present, and then they... Now they're going yeah, to... Yeah, that's, that's the alternate present. Right, yeah. the alternate present. So now they officially go to 1955. Correct. From there... I, I, I'm kind of fuzzy, but I think they immediately jump to seeing Biff. Old, old Biff give young Biff the almanac. They see it happen? Or yeah, Marty's, Marty's got like a sweet hat on. He's like spying on Biff. Oh, he knows he's that wearing he has like a to, trench coat and stuff. Yeah, he has to get the almanac back from Biff. <laughs> And um, he, we, that's when we witnessed the whole sequence of old Biff and, y- and young Biff next to each other in the car. Old Biff's explaining to him how the almanac works. He puts the radio station to a yep. college football game. He picks out the almanac. It's like, like a horse race. Yeah. And he's like, no, he's, it's, it's a score for a football game. It's like there's no way someone can score with that much. And then, like, I bet you he wins by six points. And then they end up winning the game, like, out of a miracle miracle yeah. shot hap- it happens so and so he's like every single one of these games you mm-hmm. can bet on and you'll win yeah which is amazing and young biff i kinda, wish i had that <laughs> i mean that's I like wish the, i had that power that's the one wish you'd want is the, yeah. uh, the future almanac so but young biff is kind of doesn't take it seriously young, young biff is still a punk yeah and he's a punk even to old biff they call you as soon as he gets to the car is his car which is like a cadillac in a garage car guy Andy isn't here to tell us what it is but <laughs> but he says that what are you doing to my car you old old butthead or yeah something like that he says make like a tree and get out of here and old Biff's like uh make like a tree and leaf it's make like a tree and leaf and, so and young Biff just doesn't yeah get he just it. doesn't get it he's an idiot but old Biff's wise beyond his years is what I'm trying to say yes He's grown yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> so young, I think this is the day of the dance. Okay, I think this same is the day. night of the dance. Oh, because Biff is out, like, so Biff is out driving at one point, and he and drives in the into car. a tunnel, yeah. and Marty is hiding in the back seat. Yep, he's trying to get the and almanac away from he's, Biff. Because he's hiding underneath mm-hmm. a blanket, and he's trying to reach for the almanac, I think in the passenger seat. Yep. In this convertible. Yep, and um, Biff sees it in, in the, the rear, rear view mirror. In the yeah. rear view mirror. He doesn't let on that he sees it. He like gets Marty at a disadvantage somehow, like flings him over the hood or gets him out of the car. He does something that gets Marty Marty gone. And then he starts chasing Marty down, I believe. No, no, no. Um, Marty's in the car. They're fighting over the wheel. 
why do I think he's going to run into another manure truck? <laughs> it feels like that's the only way to get rid of Biff. That's his kryptonite. <laughs> manure truck. <laughs> manure truck. It's the only thing that can do it. Then does him in. We just need an, uh, a randomly placed manure truck right here. But Marty has the hoverboard with him. And oh. he uses the hoverboard like around the car. It's actually a really cool sequence. The hoverboard okay. like slides under. He gets on the other side, comes out. It's kind of the same situation as the manure truck in part one. Yep. Okay. Always manure. <laughs> it's always manure. You're right. It is a script tonight. <laughs> There's no other way to get rid of him. There's no other way to get rid of a Biff. Okay. So this is the part where I'm, I get very fuzzy. So okay. you, says, you said it's the, the day of the dance. Uh-huh. Biff is obviously wearing a, uh, like a tux or a, that white suit jacket that yes. he has. And um, <clears throat> Marty so has to do there, something. What is that? I don't remember. But it, <laughs> it ultimately ends up with the Biff's gang chasing him through the back of the under the sea dance. Yeah, because there, the only thing I do remember is present Marty is in the rafters as young Marty is playing guitar, playing guitar below. Mm-hmm. It's like the side of the story you didn't get to see in the first, first film. Yes. You see like the behind the scenes. Like This was happening while this was happening. Is there like a fist fight or something? Um, Marty drops sandbags on them. Okay. I mean, that's classic. That's yeah. a theater. Yeah. Um, there's also auditorium. Okay, so I'm going to try to loosen the reason why he has to do what he's doing. Can't quite get it yet. But Strickland, the principal from the first film, the bald guy, ends up stealing the almanac from young Marty. Okay. From present Marty. From present Marty. Yeah. Okay. So there's a whole moment where he has to get that back from him. He sneaks into his office. He gets it. I think his hand gets slammed in the desk drawer. The principal like leans back on his chair, and he's about he's right about to get the almanac, and it gets smushed in his hand. Like he can't quite get it. Oh! But he he does end up getting it. <laughs> but here's the kicker. Okay. Marty looks at the almanac. It's just like a nudie, nudie lady mag. magazine oh. called Ooh La La. Because Marty says ooh-la-la about eight times when he's looking at the, the photos. Yes. Ooh-la-la. Ooh-la-la. Yes. No. Ooh-la-la. 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 So what happened to the actual almanac? Biff has it still. Oh, he duped him. He duped him. Why did Biff make a big deal about the almanac in the first place of it when he was getting it, when he got it stolen by? He just Marty. wanted Marty off his case, I think. Okay. There's more like Biff wants to kill Marty. That's like the main, his main thing. Sure. That he can just never accomplish. <laughs> Ooh la la. Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, he has to steal it again. Yes. Yes. The jig is not up. <laughs> <laughs> I think he takes it from... Okay, so yeah. So Biff... We still see Biff get knocked out by George in, in the same way that happens in the first movie. Because there's only get your, one... Get your damn hands off her. There's only one Biff. Present Biff, yeah. There's only the one Biff. Okay. Get your damn hands off her. Biff gets knocked out. Present Marty 
steals the almanac from Biff there. There's a guy mm. in the crowd, like, trying to help. He says, I think that guy just took his wallet. <laughs> and he's like, that guy just took his wallet. Like, he's, he thought Marty robbed Biff. Hey, did you just take his wallet? He just took that guy's wallet. Oh, okay. Just a so weird offhanded then, comment. is this the part where... I think this is where they get chased through the back of the auditorium. Okay. He does the sandbag, rides the rope up. Yeah, because he sees that those punks are going to interfere with the show. So oh, I think, because Marty's on stage. Mm-hmm. So present Marty does the sandbag, switcheroony, knocks him out, and then that's it. This is amazing because it's Back to the Future 2 just tries to complicate the plot line of Back to the Future 1. I think it's interesting the way they, there's no, it's not plot holes, but there's no like wrongdoing. Like they, this could have happened in the background. Yes. They don't, like, do anything that screws up what happens in the first movie. Right, which is great, because they, they're they looking at the first movie, and they're like, okay, what characters are not on screen, and what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Especially if we throw in a second Marty in there. Let's see what they can do with it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty genius. <laughs> <laughs> so after he knocks those guys out with the sandbag, is this when he runs to see... Doc? Old, old Marty... In the DeLorean, being taken away by uh, Back to the Future. You know, the first, the first movie. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. That, was, that came out muddled. <laughs> <laughs> Present Marty uh-huh. sees past Marty from Back to the Future 1 ride off in the DeLorean to 1985. And then he shows up, and Doc is like, oh my god, I thought I just sent you to the future. That's the very last thing that happens in the movie. So there's other thing that, things there's that happen. There's one more thing that happens. Okay. I, Doc gets... I was hoping you'd say, I don't know. <laughs> Doc gets, like, zapped, or, like, the Delor- the hovering DeLorean disappears somehow. Either Doc, like, just vanishes out of thin air. Like, they're trying to do something, get away. And Marty thinks Doc is dead. But it, there's rain pouring down. Okay. As soon as this happens, there's a guy with a telegram who shows up at the exact spot Marty is. And he has a telegram from Doc from the past saying that, oh, we didn't know, we thought it was a big joke. We had this letter here for like a hundred years. And we kept passing it on from generation to generation. We didn't think anyone would actually show up to this spot, but here you are. This letter's for you. Are you Marty McFly? And he gets it. And it's a letter from Doc from the past saying that he's okay. And Doc's still alive. He's just in the past. So he sees him get shocked, and he thinks that he dies yeah. from there? Yeah, I think he gets light, hits by lightning. Something happens with the DeLorean. Okay. Something funky happens with the DeLorean. I'd have to see this scene Me to too. know exactly what this is. But I do remember yeah, the he, telegram. He getting the telegram. And then that's when he goes to see the Doc in the past, which your scene exists. Got it. So because okay. he's celebrating, he's like, "I finally did it!" The the thing spinning around, out of times, going nuts. Right. But then suddenly, the Marty arm, shows up. Our Marty from Back to the Future shows up, and Doc Brown is so confused. He's like, "No, I just sent you to the past. I sent, I sent you back to the future." He's like, so "No, no, you have to go." Now what happens? Now how does? And now he... we the queue up into the third movie. Oh. Where he where that Doc and that Marty have to go to the past. Or that Marty has to go to the past with the DeLorean that they're going to make. 
in the 1955 version. Oh, because our Marty is stuck now. Yeah. There's no DeLorean anymore. No DeLorean, but they know how to make the DeLorean. Or at least maybe Marty kind of does. Well, that's in the third movie. They end up finding it in a cave somehow. Okay. I can't explain. Yes, I do remember that because they're like being chased by like cowboys and Indians. Yeah. <laughs> like so, so right away. That's the third movie. We're not here to remember the third movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much our breakdown of Back to the Future 2. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, I think we actually did a pretty good job of that. Uh, yeah, I think there's some, some muddy, muddy parts. Sure. Um, <laughs> does Doc, Doc, I don't know how Doc Brown dies. I know he just vanishes. I th- he has to vanish in the DeLorean because he just doesn't have that. Um, why would he vanish and why would he die? Something he's to trying do to escape this... Biff, maybe? I think Doc Brown is helping Marty try to get the almanac from Biff in that, in that tunnel scene. Yes. And I think something maybe happens to Doc there. I wish I knew. Me too. We'll probably have to just go watch the movie. <laughs> and figure out what we got right and what we got wrong Yeah. in part two of our podcast. It's going to be great. It's going to be really good. If you like this podcast, you might like my other podcast, Top Rope Chef, a podcast about cooking and wrestling, where me and my other host, Jacqueline Maynard, are cooking through the WWF cookbook that came out in the year 2000. We talk about cooking, we talk about wrestling, it's a really fun time. TopRopeChef.com or search Top Rope Chef on any of your podcast apps. Thanks. Is your name Marty McFly? Yeah? I've got something for you. A letter. A letter for me? That's impossible. Who the hell are you? Western Union. Actually, a bunch of us at the office were kind of hoping maybe you could shed some light on the subject. So we've had that envelope in our possession for the past 70 years. It was given to us with the explicit instructions that it be delivered to a young man with your description, answering to the name of Marty, at this exact location, at this exact minute, November 12, 1955. We had a little bet going as to whether this Marty would actually be here. Looks like I lost. <laughs> Did you say 70 years? Yeah, 70 years, two months, uh, 12 days to be exact. Here, sign on line six, please. Here you are. calculations are correct. You will receive this letter immediately after you saw the DeLorean struck by lightning. First, let me assure you that I'm alive and well. I've been living happily these past eight months in the year 1885. The lightning bolt... 1885! September 1885! Wait, wait, Ken! Wait a minute! What's this all about? He's alive! The doc's alive! He's in the old west, but he's alive! Number 10, you all right? Welcome back to the Back to the Future podcast, part two of part two of Back to the Future, part two. 
<laughs> Nailed it. Swish. Swing yeah. and a hit out of the park. Didn't miss a single Baby, hit. It's gone. <laughs> we watched Back to the Future Part 2. We watched it together. We too, did. Which was nice. We go together like we dee 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 boop she boop. These are things we can do in the studio, not at the main arc. Oh, yeah, because, well, we could do it in the main arc. It'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah, we did that first part um, of this podcast in the main art, and this is in studio, obviously. So there's quite a few things in this movie that we did not remember. It's true. That were explained to us. The first one being why Jennifer was there. The explanation was <laughs> she didn't need to be there. <laughs> so yeah, Doc, Marty's straight up asked Doc Brown. Hey, uh, hey, Doc, why did we need to bring um, Jennifer? And he's like, well, she saw the time machine, and I just didn't want to leave her. This brings up a lot of other questions. A lot of other questions. So num- the first question that's very obvious is maybe they weren't sure if there was going to be a Back to the Future sequel when this maybe. movie came out. So they just, they just wrote it that the adventure continues, kind of like a serial or something like that, or like a comic or something like that. Like the story will keep going on. Yeah. But also, why didn't they write a storyline that her. involved her in the know. story? Like, that would have made more I, sense. I have no idea. And and this is, my like, one of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, ba- now that I've seen both of them, Back to the Future 1 is much better. But I remember when I was watching this as a kid that number two used to be my favorite. Because yeah. it, like jump so much. It was going I, over... Number two shows its age in a lot of different ways. It's not as well-produced as the first movie. I'm just going to say that. The art, That's the art, true. You can tell. The, the, the production of pretty much everything. other than They do a good job in the costumes. But the background stuff is very odd. They just kind of threw everything they could at the wall. Yeah. Specifically in the future. Although this movie should have been... The, the production should have been higher. Like, the budget should have been higher because the movie, yeah, original think. movie did so well. But, but if but they then, split the budget into two movies... That's true. That's true. Maybe that's exactly what the reason was. Because I feel like the third movie probably had a, a All bare sets. bones yeah. budget. There was very little CG. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, some stuff with the train, but right, they really went to town with the split screen in this and one they in particular. Did, yeah, and they shot two and three basically back to back. There, I read there was only a three week uh, break in between both of those. So I guess that makes sense. They budgeted that yeah. way. I would have Jennifer lost in 1980. Uh, 55 or something instead. Maybe she wants to, or something with her parents that they have to solve. And the, You know? She gets lost in the past, disrupts she was ex- her timeline, <laughs> and then Marty and Doc got to fix it there. You know? Yeah. And she was excited, too, to see her future. Yeah, she really and wanted then, to know, like, how her kids were and where she was living and yeah. if they had a big wedding. I mean, they wrote themselves into a problem with the first movie, and then they just solved it by saying, well, we don't really have a solution Let's just make it a Doc Brown and Marty movie again. Yeah, could have been another way to do it. Before they even got into the DeLorean at the beginning of the movie, Doc Brown could have used that mind erased zapper gun that he uses while they're flying to the future mm-hmm. and just left her in the present. Would have been, would have sure. solved a lot of problems. And I'm wondering too if maybe the actress, the original actress, didn't want to come back because the script had nothing important in it. Like, that's, that's a feeling that I get. Yeah. Like, why would you come back to a movie that you're in for like. 10 minutes right the elizabeth shoes like i don't care it sounds like a, i want to be in back to the future 
Yeah, I like and, getting and paid for movies. Elizabeth Shue was young, and she's probably just starting out, so maybe... Yeah, I mean, well, she did like The Karate good... Kid, I think, maybe, like, right before this. Yeah, okay. Kind of okay. broke out. Avengers and Babysitting was either oh, right after or yes. right before this. And then, Yeah, uh, probably the same time, actually. Her big turn was in that Nicolas Cage. Leaving Las, Leaving Las Vegas. Vegas. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Those are the big shoes. Those are the big <laughs> shoes to fill. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Someone has. You weren't gonna Who do better it. than Elizabeth. You weren't Shue. gonna do it. So <laughs> she had to do it. Do it. <laughs> so Marty goes to the future to stop his son from doing some sort of vandalism. His um, son gets bullied into committing a crime. Yes, and from basically Griff, from Griff, who is Biff's, Biff's grandson. Great, yeah, grandson, and. Oh my gosh, the overacting in the future is out of control. They're all trying to be like a different version of their former self. Yeah. We try to relive a lot of the things we loved from the first movie. There's Mayor Gordy Wilson Jr. signs on the wall. Mm-hmm. Him getting like a Pepsi from a weird Max Headroom type thing. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah, there was some racism. There's a Libyan bot, I think, that like shows up. Yeah. I... <laughs> There's two moments of like don't Libyans understand. in the future. Yeah. It was like, um, that was like uh, Ayatollah Khomeini or something like that, or um, like the leader of Iran, the well, religious know. leader of Iran. And I was like, I don't even know what he's saying or why he's on screen at all. Yeah. And he gets a Pepsi. <laughs> from them and then marty's um son is a dweeb is he also named marty the son oh marty marty mcfly i don't know marty mcfly jr yeah and everything else happens except griff and his gang i thought the gang was the same billy zane group it's a different group there's a lady even and they end up flying into a museum and they break all the (laughs) glass in it and they get arrested that way and that's how marty's Marty gets off scot free. Yeah, so great scot free. <laughs> I we I don't even know if we know what crime is going to be committed. Yeah, it says in the newspaper that he was arrested, but yeah. I, I need to look at the details. Yeah, I mean I couldn't either. It just brushed right over it, but um, we don't even get to that point. Basically, we all all that needs to happen is Griff just needs to get in trouble with the law so that this crime can't happen in the first place. Yeah. So they solved the problem of sure. the movie like pretty much right away. Mm-hmm. But then there's other problems that are created. So Marty buying the almanac. And he, then... he, yep, he buys the sports almanac. Oh, we forgot about yes. present day Biff seeing the DeLorean fly away. That was like, yeah, that that was a big thing. We that it's very to important because it needed to happen right away too. And they know it too because that feel that scene feels added in. Mm-hmm. You see it like is it just Biff at a single shot, him looking up at the sky talking about a DeLorean, and then him as an older person talking about a DeLorean he hasn't seen in like 30 years, a flying DeLorean he hasn't seen in 30 years, and that was the time and he seen it. And he overhears it, and he learns that Doc Brown created a time machine. He's yep. like, crazy Doc Brown created a time machine. Marty and Doc are talking about it. They basically spill the beans. Biff's hiding in the shadows, mm-hmm. old Biff. And, and then he, he basically just picks up the plan that Marty had, mm-hmm. take the sports almanac, give it to himself when he was right. in the 50s. Because Jennifer was right. She gets picked up. She goes back to their original house. Mar- Doc and Marty have to save her. That's when Biff goes in, and they play frightening music for no reason while Biff's stealing that DeLorean, and it's the same composer as Predator, and he mm-hmm. won an Oscar for Predator and this movie, and I it I don't understand why they got the the composer for <laughs> Predator to do Back to the Future too. I don't understand. Although, um, 
if I'm remembering from our Gremlins episodes, that's the same composer there as well. Oh. Because so, I remember reading through that. That Steven Spielberg tie-in. Did yeah. Steven Spielberg was ooh, was His Steven name. Spielberg gonna do Predator? Oh, well, that'd have been sweet. <laughs> I'll 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 confess, never seen Predator. Oh. Never ever. Oh no, that's a good yeah. one to see. I'll have to check it out. Oh yeah, I mean everybody should, in the world. It's a good movie. So he goes back in time, but mm-hmm. we don't even get to see old no. Biff go back in time Not because, yeah, those pieces need to come out yeah, later we in talk, the story. We, I think I mentioned that in the part one. So when he's back at his home, or when Elizabeth Shue mm-hmm. um, goes back to her home. Yeah, it's not Crispin Glover. You're right. It is not. He's upside down, it's too. It's just an upside down guy pretending to be Crispin Glover. He doesn't need to be upside down, but I think no. like that was their way of just making hiding it so him. like, it's yeah. It's weird and hiding him. He's upside down. We kind of make him look like that. No one's going to know because he's upside down. You it can't... might be Crispin Glover's voice. That's, I don't know. If it I is don't or even not, think but... that's true. Yeah, it couldn't, it couldn't, it might not be. If so, Crispin Glover only shows up in the flashbacks? Yes. Oh, the, or the 1955 scenes, I guess. Oh, that's a good point. Is he even in the, was... Were scenes even shot of him, or did they just rip footage from know. the old movie? I think they just ripped footage from the original. I couldn't tell you. They might have. I mean, obviously, Leah Thompson. Were they getting like body doubles? There's some body sure. doubles. I, I could believe they definitely could not body double Biff or Lorraine. Right, but maybe. So um, maybe they couldn't get Crispin to come back. What were your thoughts about Marty as a female in a way? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about i'm talking about the scene where uh-huh. elizabeth shoe goes back home Go on. and marty mm-hmm. <laughs> michael j fox yes. plays yeah 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 like four or five people all three <laughs> he plays old uh-huh. current, current present day future marty sure he plays himself from 1985 and he plays his son he plays three people and he also plays his daughter. No, not true. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> You're just blocking this out of your memory. Why would they do that? Was my question. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense why they would do that. So hmm. I can't believe that they did. Okay. <laughs> my brain won't allow it. Your brain hurts just thinking about it. And I think I feel like I'm not the only one out there that doesn't remember this being the reality what is that what is that called when crossplay <laughs> no i was gonna reference there's oh, the berenstein bears the berenstein yeah, yeah. bears yeah it's that, a, it's it's a that situation effect, yeah. mandela effect yeah sure it's not the bernstein bears it's the burns the berenstein the berenstein bears mm-hmm. sam berenstein bears i, I make that joke every time um so another actress not Michael J. Fox is the the daughter. <laughs> Wrong. Keep going. <laughs> and so the Jennifers meet. They oh, there's some um, super babe police officers that drop Jennifer off. Just yes, put, putting that out there. Yes, and there are babes all over this movie. Oh my gosh! If you're looking left and right for babes, you're gonna find them. It's Babe City up in there. Oh my gosh! Back to the Future Two. Babe should have been Babe in the Big City is what they should have called this movie. <laughs> Back to the Future Two. <laughs> babe, babe in, in the Big, big City. city. <laughs> Okay, now we go back to the present day. For some reason, Doc Brown doesn't realize there's graffiti all over the neighborhood and there's turned cars upside down. Mm -hmm. The entire world's an apocalypse Mm -hmm. because of Biff taking over. Marty goes, he does get into the wrong person's house. All this stuff happens. There's a biker gang 
the whole city seems like it's under martial law of some kind, or at least this one. It's like Escape from New York. It is totally Escape from New York. It's yeah. any, like, apocalyptic city. There is a shot where police are driving down the street. There's, like, three cop cars that, like, pass by, and that's the only time you ever see any type of law. Yeah, it's insane. It, the place really went downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, Biff still wants to be in that city because he put his tower there. Yeah. Or, or else, or, or when Marty blacks out, they take him somewhere else. That's a little unclear. You know, can we jump back for a second? Sure. Because I want you we to We can try... jump back to the future. Can we go back to the future? Mm-hmm. And I want you to try to explain to me the situation with Flea. Okay. And Marty. And so, old Marty. Here's what I believe Flea has some sort of insider trading deal that he's not supposed to be in knowledge of. Okay. Um,. We establish in this movie, not in the first one, I thought it was all three of the movies, but when Marty gets called chicken, he's basically push comes to shove and he has to do whatever that other person wanted him to do. Okay. So when Flea tells him about this opportunity, mm -hmm, when Flea tells him of this business opportunity that's a little bit shady, he calls him chicken for not doing it, Marty ends up doing it, and then immediately his boss finds out. Yeah, he overheard the conversation. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know it was insider insider trading. I think it's like some sort of insider trading situation. Hey, Big M. How's it hanging, McFly? Hey, Needles. So, Needles? did you take a look at that little business proposal of mine? I don't know, Needles. What are you afraid of? If this thing works, it'll solve all your financial problems. And if it doesn't work, Needles, I could get fired. It's illegal. I mean, what if the JITS is monitoring, huh? The JITS will never find out. Oh, Come on. Stick your card in the slot, and I'll handle it. Unless you want everyone in the division to think you're chicken. Nobody calls me chicken needles. Nobody! All right. Prove it. All right. All right, needles. Here's my card. Scan it. I'm in. Thanks, McFly. I'll see you at the plant tomorrow. Thank you for using AT&T. McFly! Fujitsu-san! Konnichiwa! McFly! I was monitoring that scan you just interfaced. You are terminated! Terminated? No! No! It wasn't my fault, sir! It was Needles! Needles was behind and the whole you thing! you cooperated! No, I did! It, uh, was, it was a sting operation! I was, I was, I was setting them up! Read my No! Facts. Please! No! I cannot be fired! I'm fired! Ah! Also, Flea's acting was horrible. Oh, yeah. It was really bad. Everybody in the future acts awful. Yeah. Their acting is, like, even... It's like the second crew shot the Thompson's whole thing. Even Thompson's bad. And, like, why would she be bad? She's great. It's almost as if they were intentionally told to act terrible. Yeah. Remember, like, Sleazy... Like, Young Marty is a bad actor. That doesn't make any sense. Like, Bobby Fox is a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> why would he be acting... He even acts bad as the lady. Even Biff acts bad. Doesn't make any sense. They're overdoing it. Even future Doc is a little bit wonky. But I do remember there. I do remember when we were watching it and sure. they went back to the past of the original it movie. It was great. You immediately were like, Oh, I love this. The whole movie just changed it on the did dime. change. It does flip for you. Yeah. Not just for me. Yeah. For me too. For everybody. Yeah. 
The movie just becomes what it should have been. Yeah, I mean, you you wanted that. You wanted it to go back there. Mm-hmm. The future stuff just seems off. So let's go to the present where we, we it's were. It even feels like it's moving too fast. I said it felt like it was oh, at like 1.1 times speed. Uh, yes. I don't understand why everyone's so well, talking so fast and things are happening so quickly. Because the plot is just moving so quickly. They, I think they, they like There's overwrote so much exposition. the storyline. They definitely overwrote everything. There's so much dialogue yeah. in the beginning of this movie. There's got to be like, like 40 pages of dialogue just I, in the, fu- the future bit. I will say, though, this movie is still entertaining. It's still fun to watch. Yeah, but I really it enjoy does, it. It does, but the still. first half is just not as good. It doesn't, it, it pales in comparison to the original. And the second half of itself. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, true, true. I would agree with you. Yeah, there it is. The hot take. Mm hmm. The future part of Back to the Future. Not so good. <laughs> the present, a little better. The, the past is the best. The present is short. So he goes. Well, most of the first to... movie takes place in the past, too, and it's great. Right. Very little is in the present. Right. I remember when I when we when we were talking about the first part, I remember saying like I only remember when he goes back to the to the past mm-hmm. and then goes to the future. And then I don't remember the beginning or the ending of that movie. I don't know why they just wouldn't either set the whole movie in the future. Maybe there's no plot line that they could figure out to do that. Or they just had this great idea to do like a B side of the first movie. They wanted both movies to happen and they crammed them into one movie. <laughs> There's, there should be, there might be four Back to the Future films if we really think about it. <laughs> if we cut, if we, if we cut this movie into half, into half, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, if there were four, they could have, they could have made the, uh, made it less chaotic, mm-hmm. and they could have slowed it down. They could have added a storyline with yeah. Elizabeth Shue, and it probably could have been a lot better. This movie probably could have had a little bit of more of a future and a little bit more of the present day. And then ended with them having to go back and stop Biff from getting the almanac. Them solving the problem. It's still a good movie. It's just, there's a lot going on. I feel like they they thought they had a great idea. <laughs> and they just stole it basically from like a, a classic paradox. They mm-hmm. were like, okay, there's a, just a paradox. We're going to pull this out and just make it into a Back to the Future episode. They close all the loops in a way. I can't think of anything that's like really obviously bad. They do close all the loops, but what Other you're, what you're saying is present. that they... they, they they push the story a little too quickly to make that mm-hmm. happen. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And just go back in time and kill Biff. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking that. It's like, I know it's not part of their character, but like that would solve it. If they just went back in time and killed Biff, <laughs> that'd been fine. Yeah. But I mean, you, it's, it's against type, but you know. They don't really knock him. They don't knock him down a peg as much as they should. Yeah. They basically put him back in the same situation. I think the the thing is at the end of the first one, Biff's character is totally changed. He oh, is yeah. he's like submissive he's to neutered. George McFly, mm-hmm. but you see later on, and maybe in this one a little bit, he actually Resents is George. kind of back to the same way that he originally yeah. was. was. I mean, he's front. like mean to uh, to Marty. He's yeah, he didn't have any growth in the first film. Yeah. Because he just reverts back to being old crotchety old man Biff. Yeah. He should have st- he should have stayed like that. Happy. Like, I don't happy know. in the future. Yeah, and they could have just had like Biff's Griff being an, like another nuisance of some kind. Yeah. Just kept it in the future. I don't know. There's too much going on. This is more of a Biff movie than you like admit. I so guess. the whole, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is quite. It a, is a Biff. Movie. It is a Biff movie. I would say yeah. The first movie is a Marty movie. This movie is a Biff movie, and the third movie is a Doc Brown movie. That's a that's a great yeah. analogy. There it is. Um, I would say that... What was I going to say? Something about... Oh, boy. It just fell out of my head. 
<laughs> is it have to do with the present? Oh, I remember it now. So they have to go to the future to stop Marty from going to jail. There should have been a ripple effect that happened with that that they would have had to have then solved, I think. Much like in the first movie with Marty screwing up the thing with meeting Lorraine. And that would have been sure, a I good see what problem. You're saying. There should have been another there should have been more problems in the future to have stretched the movie out into just being of the future. That's all I'm saying. Right. Because like anything that happens doesn't matter because they go back and change everything anyway. Marty ends up he doesn't get fired. That doesn't whole fire situation him. didn't need yeah. to happen. Yeah. And it doesn't because they they retroly change everything. I think if the, they should have just gotten rid of the whole the whole plot line where Elizabeth Shue goes back to the home. That would have saved so much time, and they time. could have probably done something completely different. Yes. Because all, all that storyline does is... Well, show that forward... Marty's family's a sad sack, too. That they're, like, bad, off. Right. They're essentially, they're essentially Marty's family from the first film. Yeah, right in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. If they would have scrapped that and put something else in there, it would have been better. Because all it is is a vehicle for... Old Biff to go yeah. back in time to come back, which mm-hmm. really could have just taken Biff one minute. Yep. He could have done that in one minute, and that's it. It should have been um, 1985 Marty and 2015 Marty working together with Doc Brown to stop Griff and old Biff from doing something in the future. Mm-hmm. And maybe even Marty's son can get thrown in the mix somehow. And just have like It's like a generation versus generation kind of film. There's yeah. a lot of ways to write this movie. How, yeah. They just, they just and, chose whichever one they wanted. Unfortunately, we're not going to write it because <laughs> no. it already exists. Right. <laughs> Back to the Future 4, maybe set it all in the future. I don't know. They keep wanting to go to the past for some reason. I would love to see another Back to the Future. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, we can watch Back to the Future 3. That's like seeing another Back to the Future. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I will say I don't remember a ton about Back to the Future oh, yeah. 3. It's fun. It's old West Rom. <laughs> Mad Dog Biff. He's great. So when we're, we're back to the present now, he goes to Biff's casino. Yeah, we get all the exposition through television sets. Yeah. Of how Biff got his fortune. He's essentially just John, Donald Trump. Exactly. He's 100% Donald Trump. But who is the man? Inside, you will learn how Biff Tannen became one of the richest and most powerful men in America. Learn the amazing history of the Tannen family, starting with his great-grandfather, Buford Mad Dog Tannen fastest gun in the west see biff's humble beginnings and how a trip to the racetrack on his 21st birthday made him a millionaire overnight share in the excitement of a fabulous winning streak that earned him the nickname the luckiest man on earth learn how biff parlayed that lucky winning streak into the vast empire called biffco Discover how, in 1979, Biff successfully lobbied to legalize gambling and turned Hill Valley's dilapidated courthouse into a beautiful casino hotel. I just want to say one thing. God bless America. Meet the women who shared in his passion as he searched for true love. And relive Biff's happiest moment, as in 1973, he realized his lifelong romantic dream by marrying his high school sweetheart, Lorraine Baines McFly. Third time's a charm. Yeah, they they pretty much say he won his first big bet, and it looks like it's like the day that he got the almanac. It was a couple years later, if I'm not mistaken. Because it was 1977, I thought, when he hit the fortune. No, that's when Marty's dad died. It is, which we forgot. So in the present, what happens is Biff actually shoots George McFly. Oh, yeah. 
and mm-hmm. basically ends up with L- Lorraine like he always wanted to. But he ends up changing her, giving her big tits, and yeah, she's just not the same Lorraine. I don't know. Sure. And he ends up flirting with floozies anyway, so I don't even know why Biff keeps her in the picture. Control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something yeah, he that he wanted it. from his childhood. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Or rest of development. Yeah. So in that timeline, basically Marty is like his stepson. Yeah, and he's living in Which I Switzerland totally or something like that. He's living in some other country. In a boarding school, yeah. Yeah. Swiss he, Alps or something like and that. And yeah, he Biff thinks that he got thrown out. Um but he's just you know, Marty from the present. So they have to figure out when Biff got the almanac in the in so, the, the present. And that's all they that's all they really have to do as a goal. Right, which is kind of like he's so forthcoming about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think I guess it's it makes sense. Thing. It makes sense that he tells him like specifically the whole detail because he knows he's going to shoot him at the end. Sure, but I was like, that's he's like a little too forthcoming about this information. So whether or not you like it or hate it, it exists. It exists in movies and television where a villain has to be honest about a plot that they're doing. Think of any episode of Law and Order SVU. Or anything, any sort of cop drama, when the police have the guy in custody, it's like, we know you did it. He has to confess, because he could just lie the whole time, and it would just be ambiguous for the audience. We wouldn't get any sort of sure. reward from it. So it's, it's something that just carries in through all media. I'm sorry if I broke that glass window for you, but so just, you're going to notice you, it a lot. You need the motivation. You need the, you need you the need villain to be... explanation of the motivation. You need the villain to admit that he's doing something wrong. Or, or like, he needs, he needs to admit fault. Right. Or else the, the heroes can't win. I guess the explanation has to be there because then it gives the character a dimension. Like, it, it gives, like, it it explains their backstory, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is that is that correct? Am I saying that? A, a little bit, yeah. But it, it also, I mean, he him telling that he shot George McFly, I mean, that's, that was ambiguous. And him telling us that is good because it makes us, as an audience, confirm that he's a bad guy, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, we had our suspicions, but now they're confirmed. Right, right. So, (laughs) (laughs) the one thing that you can notice from this is present-day Biff, whether it's in the past, the present, or 2015, that that Biff, the Biff we know, is always fooled by the, hey, what's that over there? Yep, even Biff's bullies are fooled by that. But... Griff learned from that. He did. <laughs> Griff, Marty tries to do it on Griff, and Griff catches his hand. Yeah. Marty's very surprised. So that's like kind of Biff's fatal flaw. He's just an idiot. Like he, <laughs> You could just distract his attention to something else. Make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs> it's about as useful as a screen window on a battleship. <laughs> on a submarine, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, Biff, you know... He just wasn't uh, dealt with a full deck of cards, you know? Poor so guy. that basically saves Marty's life. He, he did, There just needs to be a Lady Biff out there, I think. Yeah, Lady like, Biff? Yeah, it needs to be a Lady Biff. Reboot? Re- reboot it. <laughs> the la- Lady Back to the Future. <laughs> oh, as long as the story's good. It won't be. Martha oh. McFly is hanging out. <laughs> just write a good story. Yeah, we'll set it in the past, first of all. Set it in 1985. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, it'd be dope. What if, like, Doc Brown, like... What if it was an alternate alternate universe? Yeah. Yeah. And Doc Brown has to come in and do something with Lady Marty. There it is. There's the movie, Back to the Future (laughs) reboot. 
That sounds great. I mean, I kind of want to know like what happens with Doc Brown and Marty as they keep moving forward. I mean, because like what we yeah. get in this one is well, at the end of the third movie, he ends up with Jennifer, and then Doc Brown ends up with um, Mary Steenburgen. I don't know her character name, but yeah, and there are two kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're on the train love train don't make it that storyline don't make it doc brown's kids unless doc brown's kid is like a crazy inventor guy i don't know seems cool maybe he finds his his uncle's or his dad's plans for the time machine rebuilds it you know and doesn't know what he's gonna do with it Ooh. there could be something there okay that's kind of cool yeah like doc brown like left and then all marty uh, michael j fox becomes like the mentor character that sounds good. That sounds like a movie. <laughs> that sounds good. Do you think Michael J. Fox would do it? I think so. Yeah? Give him a limited role or just do like CG, you know, like they do in movies now where they just turn actors into CG. Oh, that's so sad. It'll happen. I mean, we got... It's going to happen if Robert the Zemeckis next Star, is making Star, it, Star Wars movies. Yeah. If oh, Robert Zemeckis man. is doing the movie, people are going to be CG. He loves putting CG people in films. Polar Express and Beowulf. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yuck. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not a fan. No. It's creepy. I don't like it's, it. Uh, it's Uncanny it's, Valley. It's not it's something we'll Valley. ever be able to achieve, and we just shouldn't do it. It's never going to be good enough. You're always going to notice. Mm-hmm. We talked about this in the Rogue One episode. I was the only one that was... Andy Hubert was convinced that he looked good. I was so against it. <laughs> I think it looked good for CGI, but did it look like a human? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where the argument yeah. just like, that. that's it. <laughs> Speaking of bringing it back to this movie, if it's an old person or a young person, they're just doing makeup on them. Yeah. And it's looking good. Yeah. They could have just, uh, I guess they could have, in Star Wars, they could have just had someone play Princess Leia. Yeah. I mean, sure. They could have found someone that was like There's enough like lookalikes, her. I'm sure. Sure. And then they could have just dubbed over her voice. Mm-hmm. There you go. Would have been fine. Yeah. People would have been okay with that. I think so. So now the story is explained to Marty. He is running away from Biff and his bullies. They get to the roof, and this is where Marty basically jumps off the roof yeah. onto the car. Yep. And, they've, they've, and, and they've now they're like, the we need to go get... Because they, they know the date now. Mm-hmm. I think from here, we pretty much... Nailed the movie. I'm trying to think if there's anything that slipped through the cracks. I don't think there was. Was. Other than Marty's sweet spy outfit. Yes. He's wearing a really cool punk jacket. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Doc Brown says, get something inconspicuous. Mm -hmm. And he gets the most conspicuous thing he can find. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cool outfit. Mm -hmm. It's definitely another version of, like, if you want to dress up as Marty, you can do this, Marty. Yeah. It's red shirt, black jacket, black hat, glasses. And a walkie-talkie. Mm. <laughs> Sweet walkie-talkie. Those walkie-talkies, man, they they work so well. We should, uh, for one Halloween, dress up like... All the Martys. All the Martys from, the, from all three movies. Sure. I would dress up as that Marty. Yeah, I, mean, I think Old West Marty would be the hardest just because of the costume logistics, but... Yeah, it'd be it hard happen. to like pin... Well, oh, if you get that pink outfit that he oh, wears? Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Oh, my God. You would have it, like, mm-hmm. set... What about or uh, that poncho with the the metal plate underneath it? Be yeah. Good to go. Yeah. There it is. I, I'm gonna do that. And then next year we'll do all the Biffs, and then the next year we'll do all the Doc Browns, and then <laughs> better start going to the gym. And there's only one Jennifer we can do because their outfit never changes. Yeah. <laughs> so she's just wearing some tight pants and a nice shirt. Yeah, your storyline never started. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, and this this movie, if we want to just jump to the end. Yeah, let's just confirm the things that we thought happened. Sure. So, yeah, at the very end, it's the chase scene with Marty trying to get the almanac back in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And then playing chicken with a hoverboard. So that's like the almost the very last thing that happens. Mm, the guy so, stealing the wallet was good. I remember you laughing at that. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, I, I love like repetitive jokes. I knew it was going to be good. I also mentioned <laughs> he, it right now, even, so I can play the clip. He even like the best part is he looks right at the camera and he says it again. He mm-hmm. says it like four or five he times. Says it four times. <laughs> he says it four times. The Doc Brown meeting Doc Brown. I guess we forgot to talk about. Yeah, he meets him. He asks for like a socket wrench that's the wrong size. And he's like, "Oh, don't you mean, mean three quarters?" <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I did. How did you know that? He's like, "Oh, I don't know. Weather experiments." Yeah, they look right at each other at one point though, and don't really recognize each other. Oh yeah, past Doc Brown's oblivious to what's going on. He's too concentrated in his work. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's curious though. Oh yeah, he's curious. Curious case of Benjamin Button. That's what he is. Curious George, that Dak Brown. What was the other Libyan reference? Um, there was one other Libyan reference. I don't, oh, re- uh, I don't remember. Libyan television, when like Marty comes in to the house in the in the future. He says something about Libyan artwork or Libyan something or other. Anyway, Libyans are very important to Back to the Future. I never realized it. It's the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> It was, I thought it was just like a one-off thing they have in the first movie, but they carried it into sure. this one for whatever reason. They didn't reason. need to. Yeah, I don't know. We were at war with them at the time, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think that's maybe the only reference because the in the, the diner 80s or cafe 80s, I think that's an Iranian thing. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I it looks like him, and well, I don't know what's going on. I think that was that was a big thing that happened with Reagan and yeah. There's Iran, a, there were like some right weird political things Carter. in Back to the Future that I didn't realize. I guess yeah, because Chris McGovern does play Ronald Reagan, doesn't he? Isn't yeah. that him? Isn't that Ronald Chris McGovern Glover playing Robert Rob, in that scene? Yeah, in the in the television. I don't think so. Oh, I thought it was. I think it's just a Max Headroom like makeup, just to okay. It's like rubbery and it looks like Chris McGovern to me, but I could be wrong. I've been wrong about everything so far. Except there being a Lady Marty, which there was not. Yeah, that's true. You were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and this... Oh, uh, Doc Brown dying. He just gets hit by lightning, and the DeLorean disappears. Gets zapped to the It past. disappears into a 99. Did you see that? I did see that. What's that all about? I don't know. Huh. It could have just been like the swirly swirls of the car wheels going off, or it could have been some sort of hidden message. Yeah. Tweet at us. <laughs> Maybe if, they you, go... if you are following us Does at all. Does it go back to 1799? I don't know. Yeah. The the last weird thing about this is it wraps up the movie by showing you clips of the next movie, what which is... I hate. I didn't remember that happening. I hate that. The movie ends with a trailer for the third movie. I don't like that. I That's don't want to see That's never happened it. ever. What would you do if Lord of the Rings ended that way? You'd be so confused. Yeah. I'm not not a fan. Not a fan of that. They tried something, I guess. They tried to drum up their own publicity. It's like, oh, if, I mean, we don't have they to pay for the trailer. To. Well, it's, I mean, it's a free, it's smart marketing if it didn't make everyone angry, which it did to us. Because they don't have to waste if... money on more trailers because they just jammed it in the back of their movie. Is this Universal? That made this? Oh, yeah. The Universal Studios, the rides, they, I'm assuming. They might have just forced them to do it if they're shooting it back-to-back. They're like, we have footage of it. Just put it in there. Some producer one day was like, yeah, we're going to stick it in there. And Robert Zemeckis is like, don't do that. 
And like, okay, we won't. And then they did. Oh, <laughs> I'm guessing they, like something they, like that happened. They own the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they can do whatever they want. That'd be nice. That'd be like my first question. I'd ask Spielberg or Zemeckis if I ever like Reddit Q and A'd them or something. Sure, <laughs> sure. Try to hit them up with that. It's like, why did that happen? And then I follow up with, what's the 99 about? <laughs> and they're like, oh, Jesus. It's not a 99. One of these guys. <laughs> it was just the thing going off. I don't know. Illuminati. <laughs> So, the original movie came out in 1984? Mm-hmm. Okay, this movie came out in 1989. Yeah. I'm wondering why it took so long to make that that film. I don't know. What were Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg doing between the two? That is a good question. We've got some Indiana Jones, right? 89? Right. Same year as this movie. Robert Zemeckis. He might have done Romancing the Stone, or maybe that was before. I think that was before. Or yeah, or Return of the or Jewel of the Nile. He definitely yeah. So. Almost that was in the nineties. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. Five year gap. It seems all right. It's something they would do now. I, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You figured they would just pump them out. There are yeah. certain movies in the eighties. It's like get a sequel going right away. Yeah, we need right to. away, right away. Get these Jaws movies going. We don't care what they look like. <laughs> Jaws nineteen. Here maybe, we go. Maybe that's why Silver didn't want to do sequels. Or, I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe they just didn't want to do sequels, and there was just enough money to be like, okay, we can't turn it down. Uh, I don't know if I would agree with that because they're no. pumping out sequels. I mean, Indiana Jones, right there. They yeah. did Temple of Doom before they did, or at the same time they did Back sure. to the Future. Um, I don't know. I have Star to talk, Wars. talk to Robbie Z. Only he's got the answers. It's true. Or Michael J. When are we going to get them on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Robert Zemeckis or Michael J. Fox or anyone involved with any of the Back to the Future films listen to this podcast. Yeah, tweet at us. We know and you what follow we remember. us. <laughs> if you have an IMDb credit that <laughs> verifies that you worked on this movie, we'll talk to you. If you have a check next to your Twitter name. <laughs> you are verified. <laughs> we want you on here. That's it, though. Yeah, that's it. Great movie. Yeah. Go watch it. Tell us what you think about the beginning. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it's just a little fast. Yeah. It's just a little of stuff happening. We would love to hear from on. you folks. Yeah. Hell yeah. We should start, uh, if, if people do tweet at us, we should start reading out some uh, quotes or thoughts. Yeah. If it happens, we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. We'd love to open this conversation. You can find us on social media, twitter.com slash what we remember, facebook.com slash what remember, what remember podcast at gmail.com. Send us any thoughts or questions you might have on any of our episodes, and we may read them on the show. The movie in our next episode has the tagline, some very funny business. It'll be our Christmas episode. We're going to be talking about trading places. I had the most absurd nightmare. <laughs> I was poor and no one liked me. I know what you're thinking. You see Paul getting bad? We can make it, baby! Me and you! Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy are trading places. Help! 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 I don't want your bag, man. Help! 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 I'll bet that that man could run our company as well as your young Woodsort. Are we talking about a wager, Randolph? Is there a problem, officer? Oh, Winthorpe. I'm glad your parents are not alive to see this. What the, what, wait, now this is totally preposterous. I'm not a thief. Here we are, William. Take off your clothes. 
You are making a career decision here. Take off your clothes. Did you hear what this man said to me? I have witnesses. This man is physically threatening me. Hey, Randy, Morty, this is nice. I like this. We are commodities brokers, William. Commodities are agricultural products, like wheat, which is used to make bread, pork bellies, which is used to make bacon, which you might find in a bacon and lettuce and tomato sandwich. I'm considering going long on April wheat. What do you think, Valentine? Freeze, slime ball! Moi? Put that gun away at once, Winthorpe. You lost your mind? Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy. They're not just getting rich, they're getting even. Do you have any better ideas? Yeah, you know, it occurs to me that the best way you hurt rich people is by turning them into poor people. Dan Aykroyd. Uh. Eddie Murphy. Ah! Oh, ben! Ah! Ah! Ralph Bellamy. We've got to get Wilson and tear up the cell. Donna Michi. Randolph, this isn't Monopoly money we're playing with. Denim Elliott. What a scumbag. And Jamie Lee Curtis. By the way, food and rent, not the only things around here that cost money. You sleep on the couch. Trading Places. Coming in June from Paramount Pictures. South on in April of 142! Yeah!